Not everybody has that pleasure. How are you all doing? CJ here, and this is the sound of black and brown. Well, I'm happy to say we have some Gen Z folk in the house. Naomi, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? How you survived? Let's start there. <laughs> you said how was what? How was your week? Did you survive? I did. Did you make it? I did. I got sick mid midway. Right. But I got through yeah. It. It's going around. There's something going around. I had a couple of days mm-hmm. where I was like, nah, I can't go outside today. I don't feel yeah. it. I don't feel it. It was the weather, the sinuses. It's most definitely something around everything. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. So we're waiting for folks to get on. I see Manny just jumped on. Manny, we're just doing a quick check-in. Did you make it, Manny? Did you survive this week? I made it. I made it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, you have to laugh. So tonight on this episode of Who Asked Gen Z, we're going to talk about what it's like to be black and brown in college, Palestine, organizing, and much more. So we have a lot on the plate today. I don't know if people really get it. And I'm saying this to the Gen Z folk in the room. You know, I don't know if we, those of us who are not Gen Z older, if we really get what it's like being black or brown in college. Who wants to take that one first to share really quick that experience? Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll go ahead. Um, yeah, I, I think you're right, right? A lot of people don't realize uh, what it's like. Um, first of all, the bottom level of it all, pressure. There's, there's a lot of pressure on us, right? And expectations. Um, and that is because, you know, one, uh, unfortunately, but very truthfully, a lot of black and brown people, especially from inner cities, right? And marginalized communities don't make it to college, right? Um, and so those of us who do, it's a lot of expectations, a lot of pressure, you know, a lot of people wanting you to succeed, um, because in part, you're kind of representing, right? So you have all these expectations that you feel like you need to live up to, right? Uh, and compete with everyone else. Um, so, so that's what I'll say for there, you know, just starting it out. It's, it's, it's a lot of pressure and a lot of expectations. How do you feel about that, Naomi? You want to add in there? I will most definitely say it's a lot of expectations and a lot of pressure because like, as Manny said, not a lot of us are get to the point of going to college. And when we do, not only are we have a lot of pressure put on us by like our parents and our family, but also by like administration, because they just expect for us to like have it down packed. But that's not always what it is. Well, how can it be that way, especially after COVID? That's my argument. Because I, I'll say it, I'll admit it. I don't know how I would do in school if I had to go to school during COVID. I don't know. You know, um, I didn't go to school in this country for most of my life. And so for me, I admire that. But I want to ask you all, what are some of the reasons you know of for why folks your age are not in college or not interested? Whatever. Well, I most definitely know, like, 
first just based off of what they hear like a lot of people have a lot of negative things to say about college and like especially about like the diversity part of it like not a lot of students are going to want to go to a college that doesn't have like they're people of color and then they say like hbcus cost a lot of money so people just like back down from it but i feel like they should still try because even though people might have negative things to say college is still something that can help you bring yourself out and meet new people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. manny what were you gonna add to that yeah um i mean everyone i call that right it's it's a very real reality that um when a lot of marginalized um you know uh, students uh, think about the very daunting uh, environment of college right um they a big fact that plays into that is the fact that there won't be much diversity right because again as, as we're acknowledging there's already such a significantly less uh population of black and brown uh, students at a lot of these universities, right? So that plays a very big factor in them knowing that when they get to this campus, right, this college, this university, um, in, in a way, they're, they're sticking out like a sore thumb, right? And, and trying to uh, insert themselves into this environment that doesn't look like them, you know? Uh, and, and that is scary. It really is. It's a scary thing for a lot of yeah. people. Because you think about it like this. They're used to being in public school. Right. Right. I mean, a lot of public school. But not schools, just public school, but let's talk about the conditions of the schools, right? <clears throat> mm-hmm. That layout is completely different. I mean, mm-hmm. how do you go from going to what looks like a damn jail to something, you know, you got to figure out what room is where and this is over there. Um, you're used to everything being housed under one roof and then it's spread out in some cases. In some cases, it's like you have to learn different parts. You have to know how to go where here. You got to go at this time. You got to. I just got tired and I didn't even do anything. But keep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. You're right. I mean, it, even, you know, like uh, I know personally when I have reached, you know, campus grounds, uh and receiving my schedule classes and seeing that they were in different buildings and at different levels of the buildings and stuff and i was like whoa i mean this this is an entirely new uh not just environment but experience itself right that again it, it, it's scary at first you know uh and, and the pressure of like you have to be in this building at this time and then like within the next 10 minutes you have to be in another entire different building on a different side of campus right um and like you said i mean we're used to one building you know you're just going down the hallway or just going downstairs or upstairs and that's all you have to do so it is it's a very scary experience right and it makes more scarier when you feel like you don't have a community there when there aren't people there you can relate to right that you can easily become friends with Right. Um, it, it, it is something that really takes a lot of courage, a lot of self-confidence, really, you know, um, 
and and that is that's hard. It, it is. It's, it's a hard thing it to is. develop. And especially when it's people you're unfamiliar with them, their habits, yeah, right? Like yeah. I remember living on campus, and I'm older than my roommate, so we had a little difference in in you know our habits, right? Like in terms of when we woke up, like how we did things and stuff like that. It it could get really uncomfortable really really fast, right? Real quick. And that could be very distracting, I would imagine so. Three-fifths, I see you're on. What do you think about that? Their views of being black or brown on college. This is scary, in my opinion. Well, the, the, the younger sister is correct in her analysis that college can help. Even Brother Malcolm said that, you know, education, you without it, you're lost. And you see, if you look at the history of Du Bois, Du Bois went to HBCUs, but he had to do college all over because they wouldn't accept his degree. So I, I understand, but that's for me, that would make those that are in that campus come together even more. I, I'm glad you said that because that's what we're leading to. Because what's interesting, right? We're looking at what's going on with Palestine. So let's let's shift over there now, right? And we're seeing all this organizing happening. I want to go to the Gen Z folks. I don't know if you've seen this happening on your campus. Can you talk to us to what that's been like in your experiences? Whoever wants to go first. I will say I have not seen any. I mean, there was like a walkout protest for Palestine, which I do appreciate because, you know, people are recognizing, but it wasn't even held by the administration. It was held by students. And I don't see any like promoting anything about Palestine whatsoever. I just see a whole lot of Israel posters talking about how the Hamas have kidnapped people and it's just plastered everywhere. And wow. it just it's real mind boggling to me because I'm like, where's where's the Palestine support? I'm really wondering because it's right. just I just keep seeing Israel and it's just it when I say it's plastered everywhere, it's like I saw like a bus stop thing. Where, and like, this is the where? This comes is New Haven? Yeah. The shuttle comes and picks people up. And, like, on that bus stop, it's just, like, i seen, like, at least, like, 15, 20 posters plastered on that one bus stop. And I'm like, what's going on? Like, honestly. For real, that's heavy. That's real heavy. You know, I first found out about that from Manny. Because, of course, why would the news show that? But, Manny, you want to share your yeah um i mean you know naomi's right it's there's been much more focus <clears throat> on the uh, israeli um, side of the conflict than the palestinian side um and you know i remember us talking about uh the fact that we were there to witness the palestinian walk out um or, sorry walk out for palestine as it was titled uh, organized by a group of students at southern campus um but since then yeah there there hasn't been any further um you know uh, even communications from the administration um acknowledging a lot of what's happened to palestinian people uh, nor offering any type of support condolences uh to the palestinian student body that they have there right um and so you know it, it is 
disheartening because, you know, we do have Israeli students, but we also have Palestinian students. And again, there's been no communications from uh, Southern administration, you know, offering any type of condolences or support for a lot of our Palestinian student body members. Yeah, I just want to read the comment in the chat real quick. They, the so-called Jews, are stifling Palestinian support. That's absolutely correct. That is true, right? Because I'm seeing students saying stuff, but you're not seeing it being publicized. Can you both, whoever wants to go first, say who do you feel, in your opinion, who's pulling that string? Who's causing this stuff? Don't all rush. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, again, administration plays a huge role here, right? Um, because it is uh, obviously. I mean, I, I would hope this goes without saying, but unfortunately, in a lot of cases, you do have to say it. It is up to the older adults to model what's supposed to be okay and and how things are supposed to go. And so us as the student body members, obviously we are looking to those in administrative roles, right? To obviously spearhead the response to these types of things, right? Um, but again, we're not seeing that. We're seeing the administration favor one side over the other, right? Um, we are seeing the fact that they aren't necessarily uh, supporting any type of Palestinian um, uh, central, you know, uh, events that are organized by the student body members, right? Um, but we do see that when the student body members create Israeli-related um, events, Communications are pushed out via email, you know, mass mass emails to the student body. Wow. By the administration. Wow. Right. That's and crazy. So, yeah, That's crazy. I That right there, that would have me really aggravated. Because if you're going to support one and do all of that, you have to know if, if you do all of that, it's going to have a ramification. Because we've seen this in campuses across the United States. Comment in the chat. The media is backing the Jews because the Jews control the media. Mm, Three-fifths. Thoughts on that? I'm going to hand that one. That's a great question. Doesn't Southern have an NAACP chapter, I thought? So where are they? Anybody want to answer that question for us? We're asking what's up with the president of NAACP and all the other alleged black and brown groups. Right. Naomi, Manny. Yeah. Um, again, uh, the only uh, vocal 
uh, or student organizations on campus have been um, the uh, kind of Jewish um, and Israeli uh, organizations, student organizations, and then the um, uh, I forgot they call themselves um, uh, the Muslim Student Body Association. Um, but you know, uh, I've not seen you know NAACP student organization. I've not seen you know organizations like uh, the Black Student Union, you know, or even the um, uh, Hispanic uh, student body, uh, you know, organization. Like none of them have really created events or even you know been really vocal out there, you know, on the front line um, about either side. Mm-hmm. Naomi, you want to chime in on that? Um, just going back on what Manny said, it's very true. Like, the most I've seen is only, like, the Israeli-type groups and the Muslim groups, but that's about it. I haven't seen any other student body organizations that really, yeah, they might talk about it, but I've never seen, like, uh, things held and, you know, people actually going out and talking about it like it's always just you know people picking sides on you know who's right and who's wrong and it's like bruh. well okay so i'm gonna read the comment in the chat whether the republicans or democrats in office the media will still stand with israel let me just say this as the islander on the call i do agree with what's being said in the chat because the media is very right wing in this country it's hard enough for them to tolerate having black and brown people as um, news anchors. We saw what they did right here in Connecticut to Desiree, and she was doing the weather. We could do no wrong. We can't even sneeze too hard, right? Now, add to that, it's very skewed to the right, okay? So the narrative as a whole, it's mental slavery. It's all mental slavery. This country, in my opinion, is past the point, way past the point of being a two-party system. People need to remember, do you do your research if you think we're making this up or I'm making this up. Where did the um, Democratic Party come from? Not from Jesus. It was part of the Republican Party because a bunch of people said, you know what? Actually, it was a black man who started it, but guess what the white liberals did? They didn't want the black man to run the Democrats. Read up on that. Three-fifths, any thoughts you want to add here? Yeah, don't forget, it was actually the Whigs. They were all, they were two Come on now. And one, but they, they was the Whigs. But, you know, the media, see, but mainstream media is like that. That's why it's important that we have things like this pod. You know, that's why it's important that you have XM Radio at 11 o'clock p.m. on Urban View listening to Dr. Wilma Leon. So I don't listen to the mainstream media. I don't mostly get my information from them. When I get up in the morning sometime early, I usually go to the first paper I go to is the Global Times. Because, see, if you want to find out what's going on in this country, you got to read the overseas newspapers. Then I go to the Financial Times. Then I go to the Washington Post. This is what I'm saying. But by, well, by culture, I don't go to the mainstream. Right? Like, I only see it when I'm at the gym or somewhere. Like, I'll look up at that damn TV. I swear I'll tear on that damn Fox News TV one day. I swear. I tried to reach it once, but we'll talk about that another time. Stop laughing at me, Manny. Um, 
I find this media in the United States to be the biggest form of mental slavery, right? It is the biggest form. I mean, just the way they portray black and brown people. We're always in the news. So we're always doing something fucked up. We're burning on our house. We're killing each other. You know, we do all those things. Every now and again, they'll show us doing something else just to make it look good. But in general, you know, we're shown as and perceived as what I don't understand. And whoever wants to answer this question for me, please take it on. Why the fuck do we keep watching it? I really don't know. I feel like a thing with us black and brown people, like we can recognize something and be like, yeah, this is not right. Like we know they're putting these things on the on the Internet and on the news just to like portray us as bad. But we still watch it for the entertainment. Like I feel like we most no, I'm not even going to say we some of us just like don't really see the the seriousness of it like they just see it as a joke and they're like oh like here they go just doing something crazy again and it's like they're like trying to perceive us as dumb and like doing these horrible things and violent but it's like that's not what it is and they're just putting it up there as entertainment and we're just taking it in what about you manny yep come on (laughs) um I I absolutely agree with that, right? And 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 I'll build on that, right? What it is, as we're seeing, is a lot of black and brown people have become desensitized to what is portrayed on the media, right? And so, you know, here here's what happens is we see things like a police brutality instance. Right, we're like, okay, well, there's another one, right? Or we see the breaking line in our local news media talking about, you know, such and such teen died from, uh, you know, gun violence. We're like, oh, well, there you go. There's another one, you know. Um, and I like exactly the the comment and the chat says, right? We're serious about silly things and silly about serious things. Exactly. There's that desensitization. Right, a lot of these really, really horrible incidents happen, and yet we watch the news and we're saying, "All right, there we go," and we just wait for the next headline to come on, right? I mean, there, there's no real reaction to it, and so because there's no real reaction to it, we're not deterred from watching it, right? Because we're so. You so mean we we pause right there? Because you're seeing some huge there, doctor. You know, the future uh, mayor of New Haven. Right. Here's the thing. So we got desensitized. We see it happening. But we just keep watching. We allow ourselves to be entertained by our own oppression, Manny. Why is that? Absolutely. And it's because here, here's what you have to understand, right? I'm mentioning this many times. This is a tale as old as slavery. All right, let's get that straight. It was normal for black and brown people to see other black and brown people be oppressed, killed, right, uh, tortured, just undergo all different types of suffering. Okay, it was normal. We saw it, and it was like, well, what else can you do? Right, on to the next one. Um, 
then we get to the civil rights era, right? And um, we started to see a lot of the brutalization of black and brown people now coming through TV screens, okay? And once again, we knew these things happened, right? We knew they were real. But what did we do? We just gathered around the television, okay, watched it. And said, well, all right, that happens. Okay. Then you, you fast forward on, right? And we move into this modern form of oppression, right? Police brutality and 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 gun violence entering our streets and the death uh, of the victims, right? The victim deaths becoming younger and younger and younger. And because this was all just what seems to be one seamless transition of one form of oppression to another, okay? We became so desensitized and so used to seeing that on our TV screens that there was no longer a reaction from us, okay? At one point in time, seeing that was a call to action. That's why... They began to film it during the civil rights era, right? Bringing it to the television screens, it was a hope to inspire others and show others what was going on, right? A call to action. This was going on. Look at the oppression, right? But eventually, it just became part of ordinary life. There was no longer a reaction to it. So now we just watch it, right? And... Now, if there's a different thing that appears, right, then that gets a reaction from us, right? When COVID-19 came out and then that was the breaking headline, okay, well, that got our attention, right? That's different. We don't see that often, right? Global pandemic, all right, let's watch our TV screens, right? Or when Trump came around and did all his craziness, like, oh, that's new. Let's, uh, let's, let's watch that. Let's see what's going on there, right? But... When things like Breonna Taylor came up, when things like Ahmaud Arbery, right? When you see those, are like, oh, well, it got a bit of a response, but eh, we're used to it. We're used to seeing that. All right, so we'll watch it for a little bit. We'll give it a little bit of attention, and then it'll die out. All right, and again, we're used to it. So it's this normalization of seeing the oppression, right? And in that normalization, the desensitization. And through that, we no longer react. That's right. And so why, why get deterred from watching it? That's there right. is no deterrent. Well, we got entertained by our own oppression, right? That's the mental slavery. The, the um, comment in the chat, entertainment is freedom in a racist, white supremacist society. Although they provide the platform, we determine what we are entertained by. That's true. Change the damn channel. What you thinking over there, three-fifths? Well, you have to understand, Fox, Fox News is a cult. Most of the people that watch that, they're actually in a cult. And matter of fact, Trump's niece mentioned it, called it Fox News the, uh, as a cult. But it's very important. Another aspect, too, that you could look at, a lot of colleges have student-run radio stations. I just picked up something now. I was reading where that one brother was trying to play something about Palestine. They shut it down. Now put that on. I think I think Southern has its own radio station. I'm not sure. And stuff. But the best way to do it, 
just get out on pods like this. Non-mainstream media. Use that. Facebook, you could use it, but they'll censorship. They watch it and they censorship. That's why. Yeah, Facebook will censor you because they'll censor you and whoever you tag. That's why. I've been kicked off three times. Listen, come on now. How I I can't even have a Twitter? I didn't even have a Twitter. I didn't even sign up yet. And I can't have a Twitter. Come on, Elon. Right? It's very censored. And it's skewed to the right. Now, TikTok, interestingly, because China is with Palestine. So China, you know, they say, fuck it. TikTok it away. Right? Instagram so far has been okay. Um, But Facebook has been horrible. Because Facebook will shut you down like nobody's business. And this has affected the organizing, you know, because the young people use social media to organize. That's their main, one of their main platforms of communication. And I think we need to do a better job of recognizing not only what deters them, but what, you know, involves them and engages them. But we won't be able to do that if we keep silencing them and stifling them. I mean, shame on Southern and all the other colleges that are stifling the pro-Palestinian support because then you don't care about freedom of speech then. That's a violation of somebody's right, I think. That's right. Hmm. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Hmm. And I mean, we spoke already about the police presence at these protests. I don't know who told who that, you know, that encourages people to show up. You know, I, I just, I don't get it. I want to ask Gen Z, we know we spoke about this before, right? What would you, but I want to go take it a little deeper. What would you like to see in terms of the organizing for the Palestinian support? If you if you could organize your own event, talk to us, what does that look like? And, and give us the rationale there if you can. Whoever wants to go first. Most definitely, I would like to see more protests because I do know in a lot of parts around the world, they're going out on the streets, hundreds of people shouting free Palestine because it's like, free them. So I would most definitely like to see more protests. Like I need people not destroying things and rioting because that's not what it is. I mean, we want to peacefully protest, but speak our mind. Like we are angry, but we're not here to hurt people. That's not what we're here to do. We're here to speak our mind and make people know what really needs to be known because people to not know. All right. What about you, Manny? Yeah. Um, well, I think there's a variety of ways we can organize and a lot we already seen, right? Whether it is taking to the streets, right? Filling up those spaces. Um, or it's getting on a podcast, making a couple episodes about it, right? Keep making sure that it's a consistent conversation. Um, or, you know, uh, bringing it to colleges, right? Allowing the students to take up the campuses and let the colleges know that we are watching. We are watching at the lack of response, right? Um, so I, I think there's a lot of different ways we can organize these events, right? But, um, or, or sorry, I, I forgot to also mention boycotting, right? Boycotting the, uh, companies that are supporting, um, 
That's a big one. That's a big one. And I think that right now, that is probably the best one for the folks who, you know, for whatever reason, don't want to go to a rally. I get it. Right. I get it. You know, but you see that boycott? You stop entertaining KFC, McDonald's, Coca-Cola, Starbucks, right? Disney. There's a whole nice list that we'll share with you, right? Pick one and just don't don't support them. There are actually Starbucks and McDonald's locations that are starting to close down now. See? Because they're trying to retain their um control but they can't but guess what it's happening mostly outside the united states why because again this right-wing media that people are so beholden to like i I don't get it you know and i agree with three fifths you know you gotta go outside of that if you see all of this shit going on you know it's wrong it's just the same things we do with the election this just happened in new haven right people know that the mayor is not the one who won is not who they want that's the delicate but still they voted for him. It's it's it just doesn't make sense. Three fifths. What do we need to do better? Well, we always talk about it. We start with the believers, and then we take it from there. That's what we have to do. We start with the believers. The young people that's on this show right now, they're believers. And I know it's yes. Hard. When I was in college, I was their age. It was hard to organize. You know, they they. they but again, these two young people. When they win their battles, and they will, then you'll see the parade jumpers come in. Mm-hmm. Coming in on the field and want to tell you how to do things. Mm-hmm. You have to start the believers. That's what you have to do. That's how all movements are built. You get believers, and then you, you take it from there. And believe it or not, to the Gen Z folks, you being here right now is actually you organizing because you're building and amplifying your voice. Hence the reason why it's important for you to have these spaces to do so. Because what I think we need to do a better job of is gatekeeping that transition. It's unrealistic to say, well, you know, we want so-and-so, we want this, we want that, but we don't plan for that. And how we don't plan for that is by succession planning. The other thing that I see that is causing, aside from the media itself being right-wing and biased, some of us just love being on TV. We like to be seen. And that's dangerous. Because, you know, we know we know it. It's a narcotic. Elijah Muhammad said it. And Malcolm told us, be careful with the white liberals. Because they'll have you doing shit that'll get you fucked up while they stand. They talk about, you'll be okay. You'll be all right. And you you just sit there trying to figure out, well, how the fuck am I going to do now? You know what I mean? I think it's so sad that we have students on here right now saying they want to see more action for Palestine. I mean, what I don't understand is I see some people really glorifying themselves, right? But again, it's about themselves. It's not about the movement. We have to support the students. We have to support the students. We have to give them the room. You know, if you see that they want to organize a rally, be supportive. You don't have to take up all the fucking space. You don't have to bring all your shit. You could be supportive. Learn how to do that. And make sure you have lawyers, man. I can't stress that enough. You don't have lawyers. Get some damn law students. I know you have some, right? Get some law students. They could be illegal observers. Appoint a few people to be marshals. This is where you get your older folk involved. Say, hey, we're having an event. You know, we could use support. If they come and they want, you know, to help out, you say, well, you know what? Actually, if you could help us with the crowd control, and provocateurs, as our friend Three Fifth says all the time, you know, by man, you know, managing the crowd, monitor the crowd, right? Comments in the chat. So I'll read it. 
It is hidden that all of these networks are satanic. They are casting spells on the minds of television viewers. The media is a mass mind control machine. They didn't defund police officers, but they will defund colleges and universities that support Palestine. Oh, oh, who wants to take that one first, Naomi or Manny? Hmm. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, you know, uh, I mean, I, I think what I will say to that is we've seen the various employees, um, you know, I'm thinking about ones from universities across the country that have spoke out in solidarity with Palestine, and it has very much cost them, right? Um, and, and that is sad to see, right? Um, because they dared to have the courage to exercise the most basic constitutional right that we have in this country, right? Freedom of speech. And they end up facing penalties from it. And that, that is unacceptable, right? But yet it has happened in this conflict um you know and i i do feel as though even students who um you know voice out their particular conviction even they face penalties from the universities right um as long i mean <clears throat> in tandem with the employees because i also know employees at my university who you know, have a particular conviction. And they too have, you know, received the very same uh, condemnation and um, criticizing and, and penalization, right? So very, very true, you know, that, that does happen. It definitely does. Um, you know, I, I think the <laughs> dynamic um, that I was just telling someone the other day, right? Like me and Naomi both go to the same campus we both go to the same university right uh naomi has a very strong conviction about the conflict and i don't right i've been as neutral as, as i've been i put in my own conviction of just peace uh yet we both can sit there converse and recognize you know the errors that are happening, you know, at our university and at other universities, right? We pay attention. Um, so, you know, in fact, I mean, I'll let Naomi tell it, but uh, uh, Naomi tell what we were talking about earlier. Um, this connects back to what CJ was saying, that social media is very big with us, right? It's how we organize. It's also how we uh, talk to each other about, uh, issues going on, right? So, um, me, I, I saw a post about something that happened in Congress in our House of Representatives uh, regarding the censorship of Representative uh, Rashida uh, over her Palestinian remarks, and um, I, you know, started having a conversation about it with Naomi, but I let her tell the rest of it. Oh, don't even let me get, don't even get me started. Oh, wait, no, when we're he here for me, it. Please get started. When he told me, I was just like, wait, 
what did you say? They did what? Like, I was really just mind blown because I'm like, why, why are we silencing people like everybody else gets to say whatever they want? They get to say Israel this and Israel that. And I mean, hey, support who you want to support, but we all know what's going on here. But hey, and it's like, I'm just, why are we silencing? Like, it's obvious they're picking sides. It's very obvious. And it's like, why? What, what is the point? People are dying. Why are you trying to pick sides when people are dying? Let me help you Children out, are Naomi. Let me, tell you, let me tell you why. Follow the money. It's all about power and control. It's the same reason why we rather let schools fall apart, people starve and be homeless and jobless. But we'll still send money to Israel to support the IDF. That's what's crazy to me. Like, Of course it is. It's greed. America runs on greed. Most definitely. America, let me tell you something. There are people who will buy sneakers and not pay their rent. There are people who will go to the store, fill up your whole cart, spend $200 on your EBT, and the next $200 out of your cash on a bunch of shit you probably didn't even need. When COVID started, what startled me was when I went to the store and all the frozen food was gone and the produce just sitting there. That's scary, right? It's really, really creepy. And people need to understand when it comes to the students what clapback looks like for students. It looks like all of a sudden your paper not going to get graded. Suddenly they have a problem with your attitude. You will notice it. I, I mean, I can only speak for myself from lived experience after 9-11. An entire fucking class left the room because I came in. The teacher told me to leave because I was a distraction. I didn't have on a hijab. But I, I, I looked apart. The hate is real. And the administration, let's forget, look at Yale. It's right here in good old New Haven, or should we say Yale Haven? Who owns that school? You have to look at who has the money. Whoever controls the bag calls the shots, Naomi, right? And it's a fucking shame that Southern Connecticut, our state school, is sitting here allowing this to happen. That's a state school. That means, I don't know how everybody else who live in Connecticut feel about that. That means this my tax dollars are going into hate language. Just so you all know, that's what that is. 350, you want to add anything to that? Well, I, the only thing I added was, just remember, we have a black president that's head of Southern. A black president. What, what's mm -hmm. That's all I like to know. That's all I'm going to add. What's your position, bro? What's your position, bro? This is what I'm saying. What's up, bro? See, because... Listen. If the people didn't make noise, your black ass wouldn't be sitting there. Get that straight, sir. Get that straight. We demanded your fucking presence, right? And I'm saying that as one of those people. So how are you going to sit your black ass as the president of Southern 
and know this is happening and know that it's affecting the black and brown students and do nada. They pay you that much to stay quiet. You know what we call y'all? In my country, that's a sample. Sell out. And just like you got there, don't think we wouldn't try to get you out. So write that down in case you forget. You know, I think what the Southern students and others need to do, like, and I mean, it's not just at Southern. I, I saw like at Harvard, those students now, again, the clap back, it's happening. And what the communities need to do is stand with the students. Don't make it all about you. This is our future. There are babies that are dying in Gaza. Children are dying. So let these children speak up. You see, the reason, the other reason, Naomi, to go back to your question, why they're doing it, and I know you're saying why and you know why, but for the people who still don't know why, right, it's because the power that will come. Think about it. Picture it. We talk about Southern. Imagine what the fuck would happen if the Muslim Association teamed up with the black groups and the Latinx groups. That's trouble. That's trouble. You know what's going to happen on that campus? That whole campus going to be flooded, my friends. The entire thing, right? People seem to forget Islam is the biggest religion in the world. Pay attention to the countries. Countries that don't like each other now are willing to fuck up Israel. And for good reason. How many more must die? And how about this one, three-fifths? We have legislators who don't live so far from Southern, don't we? Yeah, that's right. That's right. They, some of them but, have been around them. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bro, bro, <laughs> running around while all this happening. But when they're ready to take a picture, though, they show up, don't they? Yes, they do. And they'll ask them to pose, won't they? And they'll say, hey, Naomi, Manny, I believe in you. You're so great. You're so wonderful. Come take a picture with me. Come on. You know, the exploitation. Our own does it, too. As three-fifths said, they run around the track, right there, Southern, right there, and all this happening. How is it nobody in New Haven talking about these um, banners and flyers that are popping up that are pro-Israel and pro-killing Palestinian people? Why nobody talking about that? That's not interesting enough for y'all? Hmm. I have a lot of questions. I have a lot of questions. Let me ask you all, the Gen Z folk, how you all feel? knowing that there are legislators who are right around the corner from Southern. So you already have a black president over the school, but now you have black legislators right there. What do you think they should do better? Whoever wants to go. I mean, just say something like, just say something, give money to Palestine. Like just do something. Don't just sit in silence because it just seems like nobody cares. And it's like, then they might claim that they do. But it's like, what do you do to show that? Right. What about you, Manny? I mean, you know, uh, unfortunately, um, I, I know that they're there, right? Uh, I know who they are. I know them. And that's what makes it so, so much more unfortunate for me. 
you know, because it's, it's disappointing. You know, I, I think it's a it's a greater level of disappointment when you know someone and you know they can do something and they don't, they aren't, right? That let down um, feel different, don't it? It, it? it is. It's a different feeling, you know? And again, I mean, uh, I, since this thing started, you know, you, me, and three-fifths, we've all been saying, where are our legislators? Where are their voices? Where are their opinions? Where are, you know, their, their simple presence and saying something, right? But here we are. It, it's been more than a month. Okay, it's been more than a month. It's been well, a month and three days. As this thing started October 7th, and here we are November 10th, right? And still, where are they? That's real talk. That's real talk. I mean, Three Fifths just told you, I don't know if you heard him, running around the track, right, Three Fifths? Running around the track. <laughs> <laughs> this guy cracking his own cell phone. I can't you. It's crazy. But when the white people call you, you're going to show up for that, though. Yeah. You're going to show up for that. <laughs> How many of those same stupid Ukrainians? Oh God! Even the New Haven board of all stood in Ukraine. Let me. I'm taking picture, you know. We taking picture, you know. Don't forget the picture part. We had to take a picture. We taking it from all angles. Look at us, Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. Huh? Where did all those people go? Maybe they, maybe they went somewhere. No, they went around the track. Maybe no. They went somewhere. I think they went somewhere. We just going to leave them at that. They went somewhere. But you know what? What people could do again, this is another way you could show your support. Contact your legislators. Say, hey, what's up? Why don't I see you calling for a ceasefire? You're okay with genocide and ethnic cleansing? Just asking for a friend. Before we close out tonight, Naomi, you have any All I have to say is let people speak their mind just it doesn't matter if you don't have anything nice to say don't say it at all that's all i gotta say well all right now well yeah go ahead girl manny any closing thoughts <laughs> um yeah yeah um you know it, it's sad that you know here we are you know students like me and naomi at a university that prides itself on the narrative of being a social justice institution, right? Oh, God, you um, entry fifth tonight. You just had to go there. You know what? <laughs> I want you to go there. Come on now. Bring social justice institution. Gosh, they, they, they plaster it everywhere they can, right? And yet, omitting your uh, entire portion of your student body, right? Not amplifying their voices. It's sad. It's sad. It's disappointing. It's contradicting, right? But, but it's nothing new. We see it all over. We see it on the universities. We see it 
in our legislators. We see it uh, on our organizers. I mean, we see it everywhere, right? So it's not new, but it's, it's still very disappointing. So, um, you know, uh, I encourage everyone. I encourage my peers. I encourage those older than me, right? Um, to continue voicing your concerns, to continue participating in actions in any capacity that you can. Because like I said, here we are a month and three days later. This conflict is getting worse day by day. Many, many more lives are being lost. It is the most horrific thing. And hey, you might get mad at me because, you know, I'm not displaying a particular conviction, but you want to know something? At the end of the day, I don't care. Why? Because my conviction is the fact that children are dying and children are going to sleep haunted by the sounds of people screaming, gunshots flying through the air, and bombs dropping around them. And so I take solace in knowing that my conviction is standing up for them. So, you know, again, I, I urge you all to do whatever you can in helping promote the peace here, right? So please, please, please continue to believe in yourself. Continue to believe in each other. Acknowledge that Gen Z... We do have these conversations. We do talk about a lot of the issues that are going on. Right? Just because you don't hear us, just because you don't see us talking about it. Trust me, we do. We have opinions, we have perspectives, and we have stances that are very valid and justifiable and real. So please acknowledge that, recognize that, don't dismiss us just because of our age. right? Um, and I want to thank CJ for allowing us to have this space. So that our voices can be heard, that people do know that we actually talk about these things. And last of all, <clears throat> there will be people like me, CJ, Three Fists, Naomi, and so many others who uh, uh, very much will continue to talk, stand up, and speak out against these types of injustices in the world. Um, I hope to see you on the front line if you can. If not, then any capacity that you uh, feel comfortable in. But as for me, I'll be there getting on someone's nerves. That's the best way to do it. And soon, oh so soon, will I be counting on you and relying on your support and asking for it for a legislative office. Because that, that is how we'll get one step closer to the things that we need to get done. Let me tell you something. This is why we have to have these spaces, right? We have to remember the children are the future. I am humbled to have Manny and Naomi here. You know, it's a pleasure to me to have them with us, you know, three-fifths and I have in this conversation, all who are tuning in. Because we have to remember, we're not, I don't know where you all been at, but we ain't going to be here forever. And if we should learn anything from what is happening is that exactly we're not going to be here forever these people are having to bury their children i can't even begin to imagine children are are having to bury their parents some people can't even find their family and friends 
and and then you have to try to sleep hearing all that noise. You don't even know where it's coming from. You know, they're saying one thing in the news, you have no lights, you have no water. And we didn't even talk about the smells. Three-fifths, before we close out, any closing thoughts from you? The only thought I'd always say, those, the, 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 the young brother and the young sister said it all. Mm-hmm. That's our goal. That's our goal. And our, we, never, we never close out. The thoughts never close nope. out. Nope. We reach our goal. That's right. That's what we do here. And if you all aren't busy tomorrow, you know, we're going to be down at 235 Grand Street, Waterbury, Connecticut at 3 p.m. for the Hands Off Palestine rally. And we'll also have coverage here on the pod. So please tune in. And if you will, join me for a moment of silence for our friends in Palestine. Oh Allah, help and protect the people of Palestine. Oh Allah, ease their pain and suffering. Oh Allah, bestow of mercy, bestow your mercy on them. Let me tell you something. If you're not grateful for anything else, be grateful that you're here hearing us. Be grateful that you got up and you're able to complain. Just be grateful. Take a minute and be nice, right? Even when people aren't being nice to you. And also, do some self-care, whatever that looks like to you. If it looks like getting creative, if it looks like buying yourself something nice, whatever that looks like, because we need that right now. People are stressed out. There's a lot to be stressed out about, but there's still room to be grateful. I can't tell you all enough how much I appreciate, you know, you three-fifths, Naomi, Manny, for being here tonight. You could have been anywhere else, but you came here with me and everybody else who's tuning in. Thank you so much for your continued support, encouragement. It's been very empowering. We really, really, really appreciate it. And for all who continue to like, share, and subscribe, thank you so very much. We can't do what we do without you, and we're going to keep this going. Don't worry. Naomi and Manny coming back. They know that. Three-fifths and I will be here. And we're going to keep asking, who asked Gen Z? Well, that's all for tonight. First up, smile on. CJ, peace.